So I've been doing this thing for a really long time okay. where I have this introduction that I do. Yeah. You know, I play this little thing and I'm like, hello and welcome <laughs> to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast, but I'm tired of doing it. Okay. So Mike Parker, what's up? Fuck the introduction. What's How up, you living? Man? I'm good, man. Life is good. Yeah, fuck the introduction, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah it's no, not about good, me. Man. It's about you. Let's just get into it. <laughs> yeah, man. Life's good. Nothing nothing too crazy, you know? Just working and happy wife, happy life. And Nice. Yeah, man. Life's yeah. good, you know? No doubt, dude. So we're here today to talk about you yeah. and your music. Yes, sir. <laughs> because you've decided that the world didn't have enough yeah. rappers right. or whatever the fuck it is. Right. Yeah. So, so you're I mean, like, I want to contribute to this, right? Yeah. So that's essentially what it was. <laughs> no, <laughs> so I, uh, I grew up in a household where like, I wasn't listening to rap, you know, I was listening to rock and roll. And, where were like, you at? Like in Pittsburgh? I was in Greensburg. Okay. Uh, so it's like 30 minutes east yeah, yeah. from here. Um, but yeah, I grew up listening to, you know, the stones and, and Led Zeppelin and bands like that through my dad. You know, if it was like a cleaning day, he would have these massive speakers blaring throughout the house and, you know, stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, I would listen to whatever my sisters were listening to. And then like, once I started playing football was when I started getting into rap, I was like, Oh, this is dope. You know? Okay. Um, and then it wasn't until senior year of high school, uh, <laughs> all these different kids started writing diss tracks on each other and dropping them on SoundCloud. And it was like one of the funniest <laughs> things in the world, but like some of them were actually like kind of decent. Yeah. Um, and then this one kid dropped one and I was like, all right, if he can do it, I can do it, like, for sure, you know? So I dropped a uh, remix of uh, Drake's Zero to 100, and it got a bunch of plays, and I don't know if that was necessarily, like, people just making fun of me or if it was, like, legit plays, but I was like, oh, this is cool. I'll keep it up. And then I didn't really take it seriously um, until I met my producer, engineer, a really good friend, Yovella Mori, who uh, – engineered my entire last project he did you know all the mixing and mastering on it cool is that the one that's up on spotify yeah that's gemini um so that project was actually um it was a collaboration between myself and uh jack jeter who's a producer here in pittsburgh um so he made all the beats um you know i rapped over it and then uh yomo went in and mixed and mastered everything uh made it sound super crispy uh so yeah, I mean, I didn't really take start taking music seriously until I met him, and then I met JD, who uh, now works down at ID Labs, which is like where Mac and Wiz and everyone used to record back in the day. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and then from there, it just kind of blossomed. I met, you know, Jor, who was on my last tape uh, at Penn State New Kensington when I was going there, and then I went up to Penn State, and I was doing shows up there. I was opening for, like, Kyle and Logic and uh, Joey Badass and all these different shows that Penn State was putting on. Um, I was getting opening opportunities, and then I kind of realized, like, oh, I could really, you know, do something with this. Um, so then I started taking it seriously. I dropped two years' time, uh, worked for about a year, uh, dropped New Wavelength, and then from, like, December till March, uh, I worked on Gemini and dropped that last or like last month in august so yeah man it's it's dope i'm having fun with it so. that's cool that's yeah. cool so <laughs> it's one of those things where i feel like our background in a lot of this is similar mm. a lot of people that come on the show that hit me up don't realize that i rap too oh really yeah see, there you see, go. I didn't another know. one yeah, a lot of people no don't idea. know this yeah uh, i should have done my research no I feel it's, bad. Fine. Yeah. it's fine it's fine i'm fucking old i'm a different <laughs> uh, i'm from a different generation sure, at this sure. point. but 
really similar background because mm-hmm. when I got started, it was just me and my friends fucking around in high school. Right. I mean, like I listen to some rap, like, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, like that ludicrous song on MTV is funny and shit like that. You know what I mean? But I'm not like walking around bumping De La Soul CDs sure, in my fucking sure. CD player. It's, right. all, it's all rock. It's all fucking, you know corn and limp biscuit yeah, and all that shit beastie that, boys and yeah, shit yeah, that yeah, was, yeah 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 that may have been like the closest thing to a rap cd right that I owned at the right time. but you know we start fucking around recording jokey rap yeah, songs and things sure. like that but then like i start getting like really into writing and the craft and i'm making right. all the beats at this time too so i'm yeah. getting really into production and i start finding out about like oh there is hip-hop that exists it's actually really interesting that yeah you know, makes my brain work the same mm-hmm. way that rock music does. And then a lot of my friends kind of got out of it because they weren't really serious. And then yeah. by the time I get out of high school, I'm like playing shows and like really right, right. getting serious with it. And it just kind of became this thing out of like kids fucking around. Yeah, no, I totally feel that. And that was like, like you said, like everyone got out of it. Like all those kids that had started it and like started in high school doing it. And I kind of followed that trend. None of them are really doing There's one kid, um, I don't know what he's going by now because he's changed it a million times, but Toto, uh, Antonio Ferrari, one of my, I've known him since I was in kindergarten. He's still making music with, uh, this other kid who I didn't even know rapped until like after high school, he started, they started working together, but he's about the only one that I know. And then obviously JD who went to our neighboring high school, um, is now doing all the production down at ID labs. But yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of weird how like it stuck to me. Like I, I never expected it to, be one of those things that like I was actually like in love with or like really enjoyed doing or like, cause like you said, it was just fucking around. It was, it was just, you know, dropping stuff to drop stuff or yeah. writing to write, you know, it was never like, I never thought I would take it seriously until I met these dudes and realized what it could be and started like, I had shows last year before Corona hit in November. I had them like back to back weekends and like playing shows was one of the funnest, like most fun things I've ever done. So starting to take that seriously was like, pardon me, um, was, was super cool. And like you said, it's just like you start doing one thing and then all of a sudden you find your passion for it. And it's like, whoa, yeah. this is, this is kind of crazy. Now, when you were getting into this, you had mentioned that you had a background in rock music yeah. and things like that. Like, did you have any interest in being a musician in any capacity? Um, so like when I was, it was so weird. So like when I was growing up, I had no idea what the fuck I wanted to do with life. Yeah. Like there was a point where I said I wanted to be a pharmacist, but I only think that's because I knew like they, they made a lot of money, you know, yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, I'll just go be a pharmacist. I don't know. But then, I mean, that, 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 that sounds like a hip hop metaphor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then, um, there was one Christmas where my parents set up like a scavenger hunt and at the end of it was a guitar. So I started learning how to play guitar. Um, and then like from there, like I was just like fucking around on it. I never really took it seriously. Um, but yeah, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't really until I met Yomo and JD and things started picking up. Like we started recording at ID labs when JD had just started out there and stuff like that, that I really started taking it seriously. and was like, this could be, you know, something serious, yeah. you know, and, and I could really make something out of this. And it was weird because it kind of fell in that time where like SoundCloud rappers were popping off. And like, for whatever reason, I had a big like vendetta against the term SoundCloud rapper. Like yeah. I'd be at a party at Penn State. They'd be like, oh, you rap? What's your SoundCloud? I'd be like, I don't fucking have one. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I would just get pissed about it, you know? But yeah, I mean, I I don't think there was ever like, 
when I was like a super little kid, I don't think there was ever a point where I was like, oh, I'm going to be a, you know, a musician. But then as I grew up and started doing this, it, it kind of transitioned into that. Yeah. So. That, so that's cool that like you had like some light encouragement from your family getting mm. you a guitar. Mm hmm. I mean, how does your family feel now about you turning into a rapper? Uh, so it was it was weird. It was weird. So uh, like I said, I grew up in a very conservative oh, household. Yeah. I, I know that. You know, yeah. So you get that. You get that idea. Yeah. Um, so when I first started doing it, like back in high school, um, first I had to convince my parents to get me a better microphone. And I said that I needed it to record voiceovers for my independent project. And <laughs> I, yeah, I was a I was. So I'm a, I'm a, a software hustler. yeah a hustler. well I'm a software engineer now okay uh, but it was I was taking an independent uh, study course um, with my programming teacher on uh, Swift which is Apple's programming language um, and I told them I needed to make a presentation so I got a uh, Blue Yeti uh, microphone and so I started recording on that uh, and then I remember the one day I was I was recording something and I went downstairs and my dad's like you working on homework. I was like, yeah, why? And he's like, oh, really? He's like, you telling me you're you're rapping up there about homework? And I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you got me. Uh, uh, and that's then, so funny. Yeah, and then as it kind of progressed, um, it wasn't really until I dropped New Wavelength that they were kind of like, oh, shit, like this is kind of good, you know? Um, we were down at the beach. Every year we go to the beach with my mom's side of the family. There's 12 of us and significant others. Um, and we were drunk around the pool the one night, and my cousins were playing, actually, Drip. Uh, and my mom's like, who the fuck is this? Like, what the fuck is this? And everyone's like, oh yeah, that's, that's Michael. And she's like, what? And then we, we sat there probably for like 30 minutes going through the tape and I was rapping it the whole time. And like by the third song, they finally realized like, okay, this is actually me. And then that's when they started supporting. And if you actually look at the cover for Gemini, um, right at the bottom of it, uh, underneath the yeah right underneath the parental advisory i think if you click that you should be good does it go okay yeah, yeah, so, right, yeah. so right underneath the parental advisory logo is my parents uh from the one show that i did in november at foxtail um so i thought that was kind of cool to include them because it was like they finally are supporting me on this, st this cool. stuff yeah which is dope like obviously they they you know i'm still working as a software engineer while i make this work um, and they want to make sure that I'm financially stable before I would ever dive into something, you know, head first with this. And yeah. that's definitely my idea too. I want to, you know, I want to get my paper right before I, Dude, you know, do anything, but it's, uh, it's dope that they support me and, you know, my wife supports me on it and everything. And, no, that's, you know, that's awesome. And I think yeah. every, every successful artist mm. has a hustle outside of what they do. Oh, for sure. So yeah. this idea that like we're going to go all in 110% on music, it's yeah. not going to happen. Sure. Well, no way. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's interesting. I, I, we were talking how I was on Jeff's podcast uh, a few weeks ago, but the idea behind Gemini, um, and it wasn't originally supposed to be called that Jack Jeter's beat tag is another home run for Jeter. Um, so it was supposed to be home run season. Uh, but the idea behind Gemini was that, I felt like two different people in the sense that I was going down, I was working eight to five every day, coming home, showering, changing, going down to the studio, recording till two in the morning, coming home at three, going to bed and doing it all over yeah. again the next day. Like I was like hustling like every single day, pretty much getting no sleep, making this project because that's what like I love to do. But I was also getting my shit done outside of it. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was, uh, 
that's kind of how the title came up, you know, and, and it was like you said, you got to have that side hustle until you can make it your main yeah. hustle, you and know? So work ethic is everything. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't do an eight to five, Right. And keep your head on straight. How do you ever expect to have a full time life as sure. an artist? Right. People think that it's all partying and shit, right. but it's not. No, it's 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 insane like the amount of work that goes into a project. And like you can really tell like when someone took their time and took the energy and the effort towards it. And then like subjectivity aside, like whether or not you like the music, you can tell based on the quality of it, you know when someone put their work into it and when someone didn't and I pride myself in the work that I do on my, on my music. I feel like a lot of people just like throw shit out there and, and say like, Oh yeah, this is good. You know? And that might be attributed to them having, you know, people around them that are telling them that, but they, regardless, the point being, you know, you can tell when someone puts a lot of work into their stuff. And like for this project, for me, it was, at my bachelor party, I was showing guys it before it was dropped, but I had the masters. I was showing them. They're like, this is so much better than your last project. This is so much better than, you know, even my mom will say that. She'll be like, I can't <laughs> believe this is you compared to like the first single I ever dropped. Seriously. It was, um, a song called silence back in the day. I was so pitchy on the, on the hook and just sound like shit. And like, even now when I listen to it compared to then, like, I'm just like cringing, you know, but it is what it is. Yeah. 1000%. Yeah. It's all about growth. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I think one of the things that a lot of people take for granted that you seem to be taking advantage of is like your environment and Mm -hmm. how important the environment you have around you is to doing this stuff. Cause it seems like you're around people that are down to work Yeah, and you have supportive people around Mm you that are like, that got your back. Sure. And I know a lot of people that don't have that and it's like really hard for them to thrive creatively Mm -hmm. because nobody gives a fuck about what they're doing and they're just running with assholes. even, Even if it's just like one person, like if it's like, I know people who have that one person that's like their ride or die and they're like doing it, you know? And then like for me, it's like JD, Yomo, Kino, and like a few handful of other people that I trust without a shadow of a doubt in my music life, you know, that when you see others working hard, it drives you to work hard. You know, even if it's like someone outside of here, like, um, you know, other artists like Fed the God or, or, or Johnny Mays or, you know, Douglas or, or Kilo Dutch or whoever, whoever it is in the Pittsburgh music scene, when they drop something, I'm always wanting to check it out. And it's not even in like a jealousy way. It's just like, I want to see how hard I got to work because of what they're putting out. You know what I mean? And like, that's why I love working with JD and Yomo because they're engineering all these guys' stuff. So like when it drops, I see them share it and then I can go on and look at it and be like, oh, this is dope. You know, I got to work this this much harder to be as good as that or better than that, you know, and it really drives me to be like, okay, I got to put out the best I can. Or like, even like with Gemini, like Campiola came into the studio. He's someone that, uh, you know, as far as music goes, I think he's, he's got his shit figured out. And so when he came into the studio, like that's one of those situations where like, okay, I got to be, I got to come right. Cause this track's got to be hard or I'm going to be embarrassed because I asked him, you feel me? Like mm-hmm. I asked him to come in. I can't, I can't be, you know, spitting weak bars on this shit. Yeah. You know? Um, so I don't know exactly where I was going. <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought. Um, long story short, like it's, is you gotta, 
associate yourself with the right people and, and know who your friends are and know who's just being buddy, buddy, just to be buddy, buddy. I sure. think it's important too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, and you also, if you, if there's someone in your circle that is a good friend, but sure. totally counterproductive oh, to yeah. what you want right. to do, it right. could be really hard to like figure out what, like what that person's role is going to be in your life yeah. moving forward. Cause like me, I, I come from a rock background and mm. I've been in bands and I've been in bands sure. with motherfuckers. It's like, Oh, we're good friends. <laughs> yeah. But like you kind of suck to be in a band with, and <laughs> right. you know, it's like holding us back, but right. like, how do you tell them that kick yeah. your friend out of your band? Right. Right. No, I, it's I a lot think, easier when you're a solo artist. <laughs> well, no, I think that's, I think that's super important. Well, it's interesting to a certain extent too. Cause like, so I've made beats. Um, I would say probably a third of two years time were my beats. Probably a, a third of the beats on on uh, new wavelength were mine as well. And then on Gemini, you know, Jack made the majority of the beats. I had some here and there creative just, input. Sure, right. But I didn't really make beats there. Um, so if, to a certain extent, rappers are in a band, but just, they keep creating, you know, different bands. If that makes sense. Like, you know, I have my band with Jack. I have my band with JD. I have my band sure. with Yotmo. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to that point, you have to associate yourself with people that you can like, there's songs that JD and I literally have written, made the beat written, recorded and dropped within a four hour time span. Like, um, there were three, three in a night that I dropped the night before my show at Foxdale and it was Holy Matrimony, No Lies and uh, white t-shirt um, and only white t-shirt we had the beat for. And then I went in there and we just created the beats right off rip and recorded it and he was mixing it while I was making the artwork and we dropped it that night. Like <laughs> being able to have that chemistry with someone and being able to say like, okay, this is my idea with it. Jack was super good about that too. Like Mike Rappaport is a good example. I was at work listening to that interview with Mike Rappaport and, and Snoop. And I heard the one part of it and we used that sample as the intro to the song. But I was like, listen, Jack, like this is the kind of beat I need. Um, and then I came to the studio and that night he was like, yo, check this out. And he already had it laid out. And I was like, all right, bet, you know, like this is dope. So like the idea of like, Yes, I'm a solo artist, but the people that I'm working with, the uh, the producers that I'm working with, yeah. are are Im super important yeah. as well. You know, but there's still like a, a nice flexibility though, and I'm not like oh sure. This. I'm just it's like it's like one of those things where it's like in your position as a like a solo hip hop artist. Or yeah. if I'm doing hip hop shit. It could be like, oh well, this week I'm working with a different producer. Oh, right, right. You know, right. In my band, I can't be like, oh, yo, this week <laughs> yeah, we have a different yeah, drummer yeah, right. coming in no. to play with us. Yeah, for sure. No, I totally feel that. I totally feel that. <laughs> yeah. Man, but yeah. looking back, I wish I would have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it happens. You know, hindsight's yeah. twenty twenty, right? Yeah. So. I think it's one of those things where you're gonna we spend a lot more time as artists learning making mistakes mm. than we do actually like being 100% happy with what we have. For sure. We're always trying to build. Yeah. And like, I don't want to be 100% happy. I always right. want to be like striving for, for more. that next yeah. thing. Yeah. And that can almost get like intoxicating to a certain extent. Like there were times where I was writing Gemini, like different songs on Gemini. And I was like, I really want it to sound like this, but how do I get to sound like that? You know what I mean? Or like with, um, 
like new decade freestyle on there for example um the majority of that song is a freestyle like to truthfully like jack put that beat on i was like i know i want to go off as soon as this beat hits and just start rapping but then like I rap the whole thing and then like go back and be like, okay, I can tighten on my flow here. I can tighten on my flow there. And let's go back, re-record it, you know, go back, re-record this or, or, you know, with parody, you know, there were parts of it. I was like, okay, I want to, I want to make it sound like this, or I want to add this effect onto it. You know, there's never, there's still like, I wish I could go back and record two years time again. Cause I, one, I sound completely different. Cause I was 20, when I, yeah. 19, when I recorded it, um, but two, there was just so many nuanced things with it where like I could have done so much better here. I could have done so much better there with it. And I just didn't, you know? <laughs> so yeah, the strive for greatness is definitely a, an important thing too. Like you gotta be, you gotta want to do your best every time. It might not be the best thing you ever drop. And like, you can't be hard on yourself to the point where it's like, Oh, I, I can't drop this because it's not the best work I've ever done. You'd be surprised what people fuck with when you drop stuff. And, yeah. and, and you know, you might think it's like, it's always funny when I drop something. I'm like, okay, I think this is going to be the song that gets the most streams. And then it always turns out to be something else. Sure. <laughs> like sure. there's never a point where it's like, I was like on this one, I was, I thought it would be, uh, I thought D-Bath would pop off a little bit and you know maybe wolverine or something like that and then exos gets you know 2600 streams in a weekend i was like what the fuck you know so yeah i don't know it's just it's just there's a lot that goes into it and then you gotta just strive for your best all the time but you know don't don't be too hard on yourself either yeah you know? i think it's really really hard as a, an independent artist that's still finding their voice mm. in one way or another to make those predictions because yeah. the you what i like is so different from what you like it's sure. like food you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah. some people like a little bit more salt and pepper on their mm -hmm. shit some people like a little bit more uh you know ranch dressing on the sure, french fries yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever it is like people but it's like we all like french fries but right. there's those little nuances that you can't sure, fucking figure out and uh i think that that whole concept of like always trying to like outdo yourself i think mm. it's like i want to out i want to work harder i want to put more into the things that i'm doing yeah but i try not to think about like oh this is going to be better yeah than the thing okay. that i did before because sure. i don't want to like devalue what i did mm. because like those things helped get me where i am now sure so like there I is a value to that music but i don't if you think like oh i'm always gonna make the best thing the best the best mm. it's like that's never going to happen because always like the shit that ends up being the best is whenever you're not thinking about. Oh, shit, I completely you know what agree. I mean? Like, yeah, you just go in and like you may have not had any idea for a song. And right. Four hours later, you're like, what the fuck? This is one of the best things I've done. That's how the majority of this tape and, and most of my music that I've been making, there's very rare occasions nowadays where. Yomo sends me a beat. JD sends me a beat. I write to it and then we go in the studio and record it. A lot of the times nowadays we're making beats on the spot. We're making songs on the spot or they're shopping beats to me on the spot. And I start writing that. Um, and I think that that creativity, pardon me, uh, that creativity is, is very beneficial, you know, um, when I can just come in and be like, okay, you know, and I, <laughs> one of the things like people send me beat packs, right? Whether that's, you know, whoever sends it to me. And it can have a hundred beats in it 
within the first three bars, I know whether or not I like the beat. Sure. The, it, it it hits my ear in such a such a way that like I know immediately I like this or immediately I do not like this beat. And that's not saying it's a bad beat. It's just not my style. And I'll like hear it and be like, okay, this is good. You know, um, I'm trying to think like prophecies is one of those. Uh, that was a beat called 4am that Jack sent me. Um, and when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is hard. Like I heard it and I was like, this is dope. And then went in the studio that night i was like hey let's pull up this beat and then immediately started writing to it and, and started you know going off with it um but to be able to have that you know creativeness and sp- spontaneity you know and being able to go in and just say let's create it's yeah. awesome it's, i love that it's an interesting way to approach music because mm-hmm. i mean if you think about a listener mm-hmm. you're a listener of music yeah whether somebody has spent three weeks on a song or three hours on a song Mm -hmm. the listener's only spending three minutes with that song sure so it's like how much time do you want to put into this and Mm -hmm. if something doesn't hit you immediately right the way that it needs to hit the listener Mm -hmm. like how are you going to trick the listener right and so it's like you need to find those things that you engage with immediately yeah don't overthink it just yeah every time i every time i make a song i kind of want to give them that like three bar two bar instant reaction that i have when i hear a beat you know because what like i said when i hear a beat i know within the first few seconds that i like this song and i kind of want to give them that feeling that's why like songs like okay like x hose for example like the way that comes in it's just like boom 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 like it it just hits you and for me it catches my ear i'm like what the fuck's about to happen here sure you know what i mean so it's like it's like it just hits me or like debaffs the same way like it sounds like a phone call at the beginning like a ringtone and it's like catches your like how are they going to do this you know what i mean so i want to be able to give people that feeling and be like hey this is what this is where we're going with this you feel me you yeah. know uh, i hope you enjoy the ride you know it's <laughs> so. really interesting how music especially in like the realm of rap hip-hop pop all that stuff mm-hmm. how uh, I guess we'll call it like the the Snapchat TikTok generation has mm. changed the way people engage with music. Oh, 100%. And it's like if you're not able to get somebody's ear in those yeah. first few seconds, yeah. you are fucked. It's like you have to essentially make music for like an ADHD written squirrel. Like, sure. you, like, <laughs> like that's the best way I always describe it because like that squirrel's attention spans already short because there's so much around them. They're, they're in a field of nuts, right? Yeah. And, and then on top of that, you have to give them their favorite nut. No pause. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so no, but for real, like you have to get their attention. And then on top of that, you know, you have probably, I, w- I would say, I would venture to say there's probably uh, two to three million rappers in in the u.s alone uh, if it probably, probably being probably, generous yeah probably being you know they're all uploading music they have some level of of fame in their city and then maybe they have some outside of their city and maybe their nation nationwide right you have to compete against that you know what i mean i go on I'm scrolling through TikTok and it's the same four songs every day because Ass and Ray or Charlie D'Amelio are, are dancing to it. You feel me? And so if I can't get someone's attention, like if someone were to scroll up on a TikTok and someone use my sound, are they going to stay on that TikTok? 
are they going to scroll past it? Are they going to click on sure. the sound? Are they going to are they going to interact with it? If I make a post on Instagram, are they going to interact with it? Are they going to share it? Are they going to you know? If I drop a song, are they going to do whatever? You know, you have to have that, just that grip right off the rap, right off the rip. You know, you can't, you can't allow for. It's it's just a it's just a different generation, it's, like you it's said. It's so, it's so. It's interesting to me, yeah. As a musician, because I think that it's great that there are people that are you know blowing up yeah. off of TikTok, sure. But it also, it's like, I feel like not everyone's going to be a little Nas X, right? Right. So the majority of the stuff that I'm seeing, I feel it's like, okay, a lot of people are using this song, mm -hmm. but I still don't know what the fuck this song is. And right. people are, I don't think a lot of people are using this song necessarily because they like the song mm. themselves. It's popular. The song is popular right. and they want to make a video for themselves. So right. it's like a lot of piggybacking off of artists work sure. to make themselves more popular. Right. And like, does that really help? me as an artist yes and no yeah i'm probably overthinking it no 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 i no i agree with you i think i think there's levels to this shit nowadays like that people there's okay so so like you look at like oh nine right when mac and wiz were coming up mac hopped on the forum train he hopped on twitter myspace the whole nine yards he got the thumbs up thing he really like was ahead of his time as far as like um social I don't want to say engineering, but like social networking. engineering. Yeah. Social networking. Right. So nowadays though, it's so different. One, like we said, the oversaturation, there's so much saturation in the market that it's like to stand out, you really have to do something different. And then on top of that, okay, so now you got someone's attention. How do you keep their attention? You know, because anyone, anyone drops a project that's coming up, you're going to see if you look at their numbers, their their charts for the first week or so are going to be pretty steady, you know, high up plays. And then after that, it's going to start to dwindle. Even myself, like yeah. I had a weird situation where Exos the week after started popping off and then started slowly going down from there. But then regardless of that, you know, it's just like you have to be able to keep someone's attention. So, OK, so say, you know a million videos are made using your song on TikTok. You obviously got people's attention, but how many of those millions were converted to people clicking that sound and then throwing it onto their Apple music or their Spotify or throwing into a playlist, actually listening to it. Yeah. There was that 24 karat golden guy who um, made a few songs. They were popping off. He got on the XXL freshman list based on fan vote, but there's so many other artists that like, what what's going to happen to them or what's going to, you know, their song might pop for a little bit, but then what? Yeah. You know what I like, mean, it doesn't hurt to put it on there. Sure. I haven't really fucked with it personally. Mm, neither by no. It's like one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm in my thirties. I make mm. music for people in their thirties and I don't fuck with 30 year olds on TikTok. <laughs> right, right. So right. like, that's just not my thing. Yeah. But, um, I get it for younger people and mm. I, 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 it's great. Yeah. But it's also like, I don't want my music to be like a meme. Oh, right. And I, I feel like that's how, you know, agree. memes are like, where the fuck did this come from? Right. That happens to like those sound clips that yeah. are on there. It's like, what is this song? Well, some of it's weird. Like, okay. So like, for example, like if like the baby dropped, like when he dropped Rockstar, right. You had all these TikTok stars dancing to it. You know, the brand new Lamborghini, fuck a cop car. Like everyone's dancing, but he's the baby. You know what I mean? He was popping before that because of Suge and all these different tracks. 
But then you get a kid like, um, there's this chick, uh, Salem Mays, I think is her last name. She wrote that Mad at Disney song. I don't know if you've heard it. But it's like this real poppy, like real infectiously good sounding song. But and then it started popping off. But now, like, is that going to be her one hit? Is she going to be able to turn something off of it? Is she going to be able to, you know, make something from it? It's it's scary nowadays because it's like there's so many more opportunities for your music to be heard. But then there's also so many more opportunities for your music to get shut down because oh. of what's going on. You know, so it's like you got to kind of go in and not give a fuck you yeah, know and, and really like it's also really hard because a lot most of these avenues like if we're talking like tiktok or mm-hmm. instagram like that's not these aren't places for musicians no so i mean like you know if we're trying to put music out on instagram yeah you know, like we're not competing only against other big musicians right you got fucking coca-cola yeah, and right. louis vuitton and sure. all like everybody's using the same fucking platform right. so people that are going on there they're like okay cool like like right. put out a new song and then like oh shit there's some new yeezys dropping oh right. shit there's this this right, this right, like right. what the fuck and then like right. you just get well that's like crazy like disconnected. So, so i'm sure you know this but as a business page on instagram you can look at all your statistics and everything and like it's crazy to see the interaction between like a picture if i post me and my wife you know like wedding pictures or whatever and then if i post like my album oh, and yeah. it's like it's like okay like you guys are clearly fucking with this but you could have fucked with this more, you know what I mean? And like, it's just funny. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. There's so many different ways. Like you gotta, you gotta really be on your grind, really hustling, you know, yeah, to, I, to make it. I think there's an interesting thing with independent artists and like what we're relying so much on friends. And like a lot of people, oh, yeah. when you're at this level, mm-hmm. people want to be your friend. They don't want to be your fan. They don't mm-hmm. want to seem like they're like, riding your dick in that's a way fair. that's fair so yeah. i feel like sometimes it's easier to be like yo like it's cool to see a picture of your family mm. but you know like i don't want to like your album cover because like right you know well, that was one that of the biggest weird that me. was one of the biggest things that i had to get over was like the fear of like posting my music just because of the way that my family supported it originally like it wasn't that they didn't support it it was just like i was nervous to post it you know like my grandma follows me on instagram you know (laughs) and then uh, i'm gonna be singing about x hoes on a song you feel me like it was just it was just weird but like once i got over that hump and started really like talking about it and was like comfortable with like talking to my family about it or if they asked i wasn't like oh yeah i just made a song like i was like oh yeah this is what i did and you know the whole nine yards that helped a lot um we were on the party bus on the way to the uh reception after our wedding and we were playing gemini because it had or it hadn't dropped at that point but we were just previewing it because my cousins all wanted to hear in the whole nine yards and my wife's cousin katie was listening at one point she's like you know what what is this this song's a banger and and my brother-in-law is like oh this is mike she's like what the fuck you know like i'm still getting that reaction sometimes from like friends and family that like don't know that i do this or don't necessarily have listened to it or something like that but then you get the friends like my one boy keenan from penn state like the moment i drop uh, guaranteed four or five times that day i'm getting snapchats <laughs> listening to it you feel me and just like absolutely bumping the song and he's calling me like yo this is hard i love this i love that you know so it's it's like it's cool going back to what we said earlier having those close friends around you but then converting them to fans that are actually like posting your shit like that's always the w- most awkward shit like when you drop something you gotta like send out that that 
uh, DM being like, hey, can you guys post this on your story, please? Yeah. Like, that's the most awkward shit to me because I'm like, I feel bad asking because it's like, I don't want to like sound like, uh, like, you know, weird, like, 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 like desperate like, or yeah, something. Desperate. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way of putting it. But in the same breath, like, I obviously need your help a little bit pushing this. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're in the party bus on the way to the reception bumping it, you know, and then I ask you to post it, you know, that would be dope if you could post it. You know, it's just it's just a weird it's a weird world we live well, in. I don't think that, you know, people that are people that aren't artists that only use they're not using social media to promote things, you know what sure, I mean? They're right. just they post pictures of their fucking dogs and sandwiches <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. shit and they're just chilling. Yeah. They don't understand how algorithms work oh, and all right. this stuff so they don't think to them it's like oh what do you need me to share this for sure right it's like it's a huge fucking yeah. bump even if yeah even if you're no like you could just be you know mm -hmm. jimmy down the street that i grew up with right but if you share this it just helps like it tells the internet that this is worth us checking putting out. out right yeah. right and that's like even like i always am a fan of supporting others like locally because i i Here's the thing, like, I might not like someone or I might not, you know, personally fuck with them, but I'll share their shit because I would want the same from them. You know, if someone sends me a link and is like, hey, can you can you share this? Yeah, okay, sure, I'll share it. Like, you show me love in the past, I'm going to show you love. I think that's important, especially today in the city of Pittsburgh, because, like, okay, outside of, like, a few people, no one's really popping in the city right now. You know, like... W Wapa was there, you know, and then he passed away yeah. tragically and, and feds there now, you know, getting signed to Taylor gang and the whole nine yards. And there's a few people that are, you know, the whole I am Pittsburgh movement with, with, you know, like I said, Johnny Mays and Kilo Dutch and those dudes, they're, they're doing their thing. But outside of Pittsburgh, like no one's mentioning Pittsburgh. I think a lot of people look, look, uh, not down on Pittsburgh as a city of music, but like, don't take it as a serious contender and i think if we are you know against each other instead of united as a city it's going to cause issues you know so that's why like anytime anyone drops anything whether or not you know i fuck with them personally i'm going to share it because i want the city to succeed you know because if one person eats we're all going to eat you know that's that's essentially where i'm at with it so i don't know i think it's i think it's important anyone could retweet a tweet. Anyone could share something on their Instagram story and you never know who's going to see that because of that. Sure. You know, so to your point, you know, sh sharing something is important. You mm -hmm. gotta, you gotta really look at it as more than just like a share on a, <laughs> yeah. on a story of an Instagram. And if post. you're somebody that has like a little bit of a social media presence, if you mm. are a musician and yeah. you want to, maybe complain about Pittsburgh, right? Like, oh, nothing's happening here. Sure. But you also don't want to help share your friend's stuff. Right. Go fuck yourself. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the biggest thing. Like, I can't I can't believe some of these people who are like, and I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. I don't want to name any names, you know, but like, there's people that like, you can fuck with them a million times and then you ask them to share something of yours and it's, you know, red 9.05 a.m. on Saturday. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, keep that in my back pocket. You know, I'll remember that. I'll keep being the good guy here, but... Well, don't I, mean, I, I think it's, you know, it's important to realize, you know, nobody owes you shit. Oh, yeah, 100%. So it's like either you want to fuck with me or not. Right. You know, there are right. how many 
billions of people in the world like seven right you don't really eight yet? it's like i don't need you <laughs> right like one like one sure. one grumpy motherfucker yeah, regardless yeah, yeah. of like what platform you have even if there's right. somebody that is like popping or right. whatever like right. fuck it like because right. you don't need that negative energy i don't like 100%. i'm way too fucking old to be spending my time trying to impress somebody that doesn't yeah. give a fuck about that me. was that was kind of one of the biggest realizations i had to come to pretty quickly like out of high school i had a group of friends um in high school uh that I was pretty close with and then some shit went down and all of a sudden like they dropped me and I was like, okay, like, that's cool. Um, you know, no big deal. And then, like, last year they tried to come back into my life. Mm. And I was like, that's cool. Like, we can be friendly. I harbor no negative energy about what happened, you know. I don't think it's worth getting worked up about. But understand that you're not just going to come back into my life. Like, this is going to be a process, you know. Sure, we can hang out. Sure, we can do whatever. We can do Zoom calls or whatever the fuck you want to do. But, like, you guys fucked me over. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm not just going to, like, let that back into my life. But I had to learn that, like, it's important that, okay, whatever I did to get them to that point, okay, it happened. I got to work on myself. They got to work on themselves and call it a day. And now I have a group of friends and a group of people that like I trust more than anything in this world. And it's because of what I learned from that first group. So like everyone that you meet is going to teach you something. It's just what lesson you learn from that, you know? So I think that's super important too. Yeah. Yeah. As you are, you know, none of us are getting any younger. Mm. (laughs) Do you have this uh, fear in your head about like, out aging yourself as a rap artist or do you mm. feel like age doesn't really matter no age doesn't matter jay-z was 27 when he dropped his first music video right or maybe older than that he i'm not sure older than that yeah but uh yeah i mean you know there's there's all these successful people even like in the film industry or like oprah was how old when she released <laughs> her first thing jk rowling was homeless when she released you know harry potter you know what yeah. i mean like so i think to a certain extent it, it might get to a point where like other priorities have to take, you know, precedence, you know, if I have a kid one day or, or whatever the case may be, um, there's plenty of rappers with kids. Well, right. No, no. But what I'm, <laughs> but, what yeah, I'm getting know, at yeah. is like it, there, there might come a day where like I have to kind of put it on the back burner, but I don't think there will ever be a time where like it completely fades away from yeah. me at this point. It's too, it's too much of my life and it's too much of my, you know, I'll put too much time, energy, and effort into it to kind of just like be like, oh, well, okay. It's inter- you know. <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, hip hop is such a young genre of music. Mm. So I think for a couple decades, it may have made sense to be like, oh, this is 1000% a youth driven culture. Sure. Because, you know, there was nobody older than maybe 35 that was really mm-hmm. fucking with it. Right. But now those people were in their 50s. Right. And they're still fucking with it. Right. And their kids are fucking with it. Right. It's become this different thing where I don't yeah. feel like age matters as much as it may once have. Yeah. My, I mean, my highest demographic on Spotify is 35 to 44. Like, that's, that's like parents. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my music the most. You know what I mean? Granted, you know, like I think like when it comes to stuff like TikTok, that's going to be more sure. youth driven and whatnot, but 100%. that's cool. And like that stuff's always temporary. Like that's probably yeah. not going to be around in a few mm-hmm. years and something else is going to replace that. And that's yeah. going to keep happening. Right. That's the other thing too, that really like makes me paranoid about investing too much into these social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like 
by the time you ever by the time you figure it out it's like not relevant yeah anymore. sure no and that's that's kind of like it's interesting because like for a while there everyone was talking about tiktok shutting down and oh and yeah canceling it in the whole nine yards and like it would have been interesting to see what would have happened had that shut down. What would have happened to the Charlie D'Amelio's and the Addison Rays and the, you know, all these people that became famous off of TikTok. What are they going to do? But in the same breath, um, I think that technology and social media is always evolving. There will be another TikTok. There will be another Instagram. There will be another Facebook and Twitter and the whole nine yards within the next 10 years that just takes over. You know, you, you think 10 years ago, we were all on vine watching six second, second clips of sure. just r- ridiculous shit. Yeah. You know, and now 10 years later, TikTok pops up S- essentially the same thing just with 60 second and 15 second clips, you know, a year from now or five years from now or 10 years from now, something else could be, you know, on that wave. MySpace was a thing. No one uses that anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's, it's just, everything's constantly evolving and being able to figure out like, and ride that wave in an intelligent way that makes you unique is important. You know, I think that the uniqueness is the biggest thing because anyone could ride the wave of TikTok. You know, I could get on TikTok right now, dance to the renegade, get 300 views on a video and call it a day. You know what I yeah. mean? But then you got these dudes that are doing unique shit and you see it, you know, based on their uniqueness, they're getting followers or they're getting likes or they're getting whatever. And I feel like music's the same way. I could go on a track and, pardon me, hit record and and throw on Max Auto Tune and and <laughs> sound like make it sound like Yeezus, you know, yeah. or or Travis Scott or whoever these, you know, these different artists are nowadays. Um, but you know, making it sound unique. My style is unique. I I don't you know like to compare myself to others because I. You know, you got a song like Mike Rapport. It's a boom bap 90s beat. And then you go, X Hoes and Parodies are ignorant ass songs that I'm just talking about ignorant ass shit on. And then you got something like, I don't know, um, I'm trying to think of the whole tape. For in Love, I'm like singing on some shit. You know, like I, I just, I, I, I refuse to put myself in a box. And I, I think I'm a unique artist, you know, so as long as you find that unique wavelength and, and that that's, that's actually part of the reason why the last tape was called new wavelength. Cause I was in such a new mind state, uh, with re- like recording an ID in the whole nine yards compared yeah. to two years time. Um, but it's just unique. It's just, you got to find that uniqueness and, and do that your way. Like we were talking about earlier with Mac with a thumbs up and the whole nine yards, like that's how he popped off was because he had these people all throwing their thumbs up and he built a following off of that. And then he dropped, you know, all these different tracks and they blew up. And, sure. You know, I think at the core of, you know, the artists that blow is the fact that there's just good music yeah. and it's undeniable. Sure. And I feel like in our climate now, mm-hmm. it's real easy to get caught up and be like, oh, well, you know, if we got a, f- if we have visuals that look like this and yeah. this kind of a, this kind of a vibe mm-hmm. will be good. But it's like, yeah. there needs to be a good core song sure. in the middle of it. Like, there's plenty of bangers with yeah. shitty videos that have oh, popped yeah. off. Well, even even the opposite. Like, there's plenty. I think today is unique in the sense that there's so many different producers and so many different producers that have their own sound. You know, 
I think the producer tag is an extremely important thing. You know, Jack Jeter, another home run for Jeter. Metro Boomer, Metro Boomer wants some more. You know, you got all these different beat tags that like you hear it and you expect a certain quality from that beat. And then I think that people just, a lot of the times nowadays, and, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like a lot of the times nowadays, people are looking at the beat and listening to that. They don't give a fuck what the content of the lyrics is. You that, know, that could happen for sure. I, I just feel like, I feel like that's a lot of music nowadays is people are listening to that beat. They're like, oh, that beat's so hard. And then you might have a slightly catchy hook and then that's it. That's all it needs to pop off. And then it, they could be rapping about stupid shit on the, sure. on the verses. But you know, if the beats hard and the, and the hooks decent, then I do think that for a lot of people that maybe aren't musicians, mm. people that just engage with music while they're in the car or yeah. at the club or whatever, like it's wallpaper music, you know? Sure. So sure. it's more just like, what is I'm paying more attention to, the rhythm and yes. the overall feel yes. of this and there are words happening but yeah like as long as i don't i the the tone of the voice doesn't annoy mm -hmm. me i'm in no i completely agree <laughs> i think i think that's part of the reason why like the idea of a soundcloud rap soundcloud rapper popped off and the idea that someone could post a song on soundcloud and it might not be the most like uh uh musically um impressive piece of work that's ever been put out but it sounds good or it sounds, you know, yeah. it has that, that ear catching quality to it. I've, and then, I've, I've brought this up before, mm. but I feel like, you know, if we're going to compare food and music again, mm. most of the time, if it's a nice day, some people just want a hamburger. It doesn't right. have to be anything crazy. Sure. You know, little cheese, patty, some ketchup, whatever. Right. And a lot of music can be like that. Mm -hmm. People don't need this fucking gourmet experience all the time. <laughs> right, right, a right. lot of people aren't ready for it. They're like, sure. what the fuck? Like, right. I didn't ask for all this. Yeah, so if yeah. you throw this song in their lap, that's all this big grand thing with deep meaning mm -hmm. and like listen to the lyrics. It's just right. like, yo, I'm just trying to eat a burger. Right, right. No, I completely <laughs> agree with that. And like, that's why I think that like artists like, um, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus here. Not that they're going to be listening, but like Travis Scott or like a, like a, um, you know, a Lil Uzi Vert is a great example. He makes bangers, um, but talks about the same things on every song, you know? And then you had someone like Juice World, who was an extremely talented lyricist. You know, he went on Westwood and freestyled for an hour straight without stopping. Like, and somehow he found commercial success. Um, but maybe not for everyone, you know what I mean? So there's people who just want to listen to like a little Uzi at one day. There's people who just want to listen to, you know, a juice world or like a J Cole's a good example yeah. of a lyricist or like a Kendrick Lamar one day. Um, but I think an artist that can provide those moods for people is also super important. You know, yeah. there's, there's songs of mine where like you could sit down and you could break down the lyrics and you could say, Oh shit, like that's a crazy double entendre. Or, that's crazy. This or whatever. But then there's songs like, you know, X-Hose and White T-Shirt and D-Bath that are just like, okay, I'm going to turn my brain off, listen to this banger and call it a day. You yeah, know? I think mood is everything, especially, well, not especially, but not, and it's not particular to hip hop or rap. Mm, right, I agree. Across all genres of music, mm -hmm. it's all about mood. Because right. like, I feel like the one thing advantage that hip hop has is it, it's like, the concept is it's very lyrical and you're supposed mm -hmm. to listen to the lyrics sure. but with a lot of rock songs. And if you get into like metal and things like that, like nobody's paying attention what the fuck it is. It's just sure. like, this is a good sounding voice mm -hmm. and the, it's a good loud guitars. Yeah. 
the drums right. are crushing cool i'm into yeah. it no that's i agree like i'll be sitting at my desk at work some days and like i'll be like okay there's this playlist that my cousin made called spacey brain time it's just a bunch of like edm like festival music <laughs> i'll just like i'll just like sit there and listen to that and, like go hard but then there's times where like i'm coming home from work and i'll throw on like a throwback punk playlist and like listen to that or like i'll be sitting at my desk at home playing rocket league and i want to listen to rap like it just it it it's a mood, you know, you, you got to find that mood. But if you're an artist who's versatile enough to provide all those moods and, and give people that, you know, Kendrick Lamar is a great example. You could go from a, um, a track like, uh, you know, uh, backseat freestyle, which is just yeah. an absolute banger from that to like a song that's extremely introspective about the world today. Like, all right, you know, um, and then go to something on off of damn, which is a complete and total mind fuck of a tape, in my opinion. Um, and his his shit is so versatile. With someone like Travis Scott, you're getting the Travis Scott experience every time. You know, you're yeah. you're getting the the straight up. You know, I mean, like you you're, you're listening to his shit and you're you're listening to bangers. I can't think of a song that's Travis Scott that's like. Oh, this is really thought provoking. Like, and not to say that his music's not thought provoking in in certain senses, you know. But it's it's that mood. Like, if I want to turn up, I'm listening to Travis Scott. You know sure. what I mean? Like, you know. So it's 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 interesting how artists can pave lanes in in certain ways, and then you know, stay one way or stay the other way, and do whatever they want to do. But then there's other artists that can really like define their sound in so many different avenues you know they have their circle of sound but then in it are you know parallelograms and squares and triangles and you know whatever mood that they have and i think that's kind of an important thing to do to a certain extent but don't stretch yourself out trying yeah, to do i think it's important for longevity right you know like there's there's a reason why kanye west is still relevant oh yeah Hundred percent. You know, he he is as relevant to people in their forties as mm. people that are teenagers right now, and that's right. wild. Yeah, crazy. Not a lot of artists can do that, but that's because he's been able to just bob and weave with all of right. the the turns that the the genre has made throughout Absolutely. the decades, and he can like still. He, I mean, like he finds like the right artists to borrow from. Mm to like shift the culture you so know I, what i mean I, like when you listen to like yeezus yeah like you know that tape it was like okay this is wild but this like i had nuts, heard yeah. underground stuff that sounded like that sure. before but he like caught it and then made it the new shit so i think if you look at like his, his discography is an incredible example of of that idea of of merging to the times or, or creating different lanes um and and what I find interesting is if you look at when he signs certain people to good music, you can kind of see how his music started going that direction a little bit. Oh yeah, like he signed Two Chains to good music, and then that was like right after the release of um, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, which a lot of that music on there is kind of Two Chains turn up like bangers, you know, like Devil in a New Dress, like yeah. stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, you got like Pusha T on Runaway, which I'm putting this on record right now. Best song ever in in the history of music. Runaway is the best song okay. ever. Um, but it, then he transitions. He makes, you know, 
the life of Pablo and he's doing stuff with chance and he has a little bit more of a, like a religious flow on the, on the life of Pablo. Now he's doing all this religious stuff. And like, I don't know, man, like he, he's, he's a genius in the sense of his musical prowess and like being able to adapt, you know, with, if you look at like the college dropout to his most recent release, like he has stuff for every mood, every, you're feeling sad. Okay. You know, play this. You're feeling like you want to kill somebody. Okay. Play this. You yeah, know, yeah. You want to get absolutely blitzed, you know, play this, whatever the case may be, you know? So that's, that's kind of like the, like, if you want to like look at something or look at someone like Kanye is definitely someone I look up to music wise for sure. You know, just cause of everything he's done. Yeah. So, yeah, man. <laughs> so yes. How does Mike Parker, become Kanye West. Oh Jesus Christ. That's that's a loaded question. That's a loaded question. Well, we could we could simplify it. What do you got coming up around the corner? Uh nothing really right now. Yeah. Um I dropped Gemini. Um I'm kind of just chilling out right now. Um working with Yomo, uh producing some tracks for uh, our friend Kino. Um he's dropping a new project. Uh, so we're kind of making some beats for him and, and recording him and kind of trying to get his shit out. Um, my next goal is to make a tape, uh, that I make all the beats on and at least do the mixing on. Um, I'm not quite great at mastering yet, so I'll yeah. probably hand that off to Yomo. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my next goal is to, is to, uh, make a project and, um, make all the beats. Cause I had, like I said, I had a lot of fun back in the day making beats for like two years time, um, making beats for, for new wavelength. And then because this was a collaboration with another producer, um, I didn't necessarily get the opportunity to create as much as I did. Yeah. Um, I was, I was just more focused on the writing. Uh, so it's kind of a goal for mine of, of mine to become more independent, being able to, cause I have a whole setup similar to this at my house. You know, I got the KRKs, um, you know, I got the interface, I got the mic, the whole nine yards. Um, so I have everything I need to record, uh, and make music. Um, I just need to, you know, kind of get on the horse and start riding, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where we're at with it. Um, just kind of riding with Kino and then going from there and hopefully making a, a banger of a project. Cool. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing it. I'm Thanks, actually going to, I have not checked out this Gemini tape yet because okay. I am a terrible podcast. It's okay. But it's cool. I like, I, li- I like, honestly, I find it more interesting to like talk with somebody mm. for an hour. You get to know yeah. them and then I can listen to sure. it. Like, okay, cool. Now I get where this person's coming from. Cool. Yeah. It's man. like really hard for me now not in a jaded way but to like give a fuck about mm, music i've fair. just heard too much that's fair no it's, i totally like, get that i feel like I've, i gotta know like the person yeah. before i can like give a fuck about what they're saying no i totally get that i find myself listening to the same stuff a lot like i just i just cycle through my apple music playlist and i'm like okay this is what i want to listen to you know or okay this is what i want to listen to and then like something will drop and like one of my friends will be like oh you should listen to this okay i'll check it out yeah, but i might get bored of it after yeah. you know two songs or whatever the case may be. Yeah. It's, um, it's so weird. I have to like come into music on my own. Mm, and most mm-hmm. of the time when I want to listen to something, it's like, I have a very specific mood. Yeah. It's again, it's like food. If I'm hungry for something, I know what I want and I'll right. go get it. Right. I go to, I, there's places I'll go and I'll get the same goddamn thing on the yeah. menu every time oh, yeah. I'm there. Cause it's like, oh, that's yeah. why I came here was for sure. this. Sure. So, you know, I open up Spotify and I'm like, I want to listen to this. Right. Right. Uh, you know, 
and it's harder for me to engage with new music. But mm-hmm. I, all the time, I'll, I'll catch myself like, you know, I'll be somebody will be listening to something. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and they're like, yo, this is such and such. I'm mm-hmm. like oh, this is tight. And they're like, yeah, I've only been telling you to listen to it for like fucking four years. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, and, then, and then you're late as hell. Right. But that's fine. Yeah, such is life. Yeah. Know? Yeah, man. But like keeping that mentality in mind though when trying to promote my music to people. Right, right. It's like, okay, yeah. how do I, how do I, how would I market music to myself? Mm-hmm. Someone that is stubborn and never makes yeah. time for anything. I think shows are super important. That's what kind of sucks about like right yeah. now. Um, like I know when I did that show at Foxtail, there were like four or five high schooler kids that afterwards, like I, I stayed in the crowd afterwards because I was, I wanted to see the show and the whole nine yards. They were coming up to me. They were like, oh, you're dope, blah, blah, blah. They were like following me on Instagram and like every time I drop something, they're sharing it. So like, but that was only like four kids on my first ever show, yeah. you know, and then the, the literally, that was on a Thursday and then Saturday or Sunday, I had another show. Um, and that show, like the same thing happened with a few different people. And it's like, that was dope. I had a lot of fun meeting those people and like doing the shows and whatnot. But nowadays, like now, especially now with Corona and everything, you really got to like figure out how the fuck to do something because you can't do a show. Like I can't I, do shows. You I can't, can like, uh, the, I mean, you the, could, the homie Sierra Sellers played a show, but I mean, like she has like a more like laid back sort of soul jazzy thing where like people can be sitting down with some plates of food and watch her right nobody wants to sit down with some fucking food watching us you know yeah right it's more of like (laughs) the whole antithesis of what we're trying to do which is like you want a packed room full of motherfuckers that are like going off 100 percent. yeah no exactly and like that's like (laughs) I, i had so much fun opening that show and like it was it was just a blast like i had nothing from gemini written yet except for white t-shirt that was that was something that was dropped the night before but i didn't have anything for it so i was just like i was playing stuff from new wavelength um part of that was dope because i uh i had this song with jimmy wapo um off off new wavelength um so i was able to play that and like get the people going off of that and then um i was playing like a bunch of different songs and i played a few from the night before and the one song, No Lies, that I dropped is like a real like it's it's just a banger. And like being able to like interact with the crowd and like there's parts in that song where like the beat drops out. And I was like able to kind of like play with them with that. Like I miss that so much right now, you know? Like yeah. being able to be like just go out and interact with fans and yeah. like interact with people who might not be your fan at the beginning of the show, but then by the end of it, you know, like those like those kids I met they're like holy shit like we really like your music and they're they're supporting you you know so now you got to kind of figure out a way like as hip-hop artists to do that i don't know maybe as a city we need to do like a collective like drive-in concert or something like that you know maybe. like yeah i'm not sure i'm I don't not know. sure what the move I don't know. is like get a bunch of get a bunch of artists together and and, and set it in like a drive-in theater or like oh, fucking something i don't know i don't know but something needs to happen because like not being able to do shows sucks yeah it's 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 it's, it's, it's harder for us right now Mm. um just because you know we need it has to sound good it has to be loud right has to be a lot of people there it's just like otherwise the the environment doesn't make sense no i agree i agree yeah it's it's weird like i want to otherwise it seems like cheap and underproduced and regardless of how good the songs are Mm -hmm. and how good your performance is like if it looks weird and if it sounds bad like it's just not gonna click right 
Right. No, I completely agree. I want to see like people raging again and like mosh pits and (laughs) just being ignorant. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Welp. With all that being said, yes, sir. Let's wrap this shit up. Awesome, man. Mike Parker. Yes, sir. Let people know where they can find you on the internet. You can find me anywhere, any social media at I'm not Mike Parker. Uh, that's also my gamer tag. So if you're trying to get this work in any video game, let me know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm at, I'm not Mike Parker. Uh, you can go on Spotify, Apple music, search Mike Parker. Um, my profile is verified, so you should be able to find me. Um, and yeah, be on the lookout. Kino is going to be dropping. We're going to be dropping his tape soon. And then I'm going to be getting the work in here soon and we're going to be doing crazy shit. So be cool. ready. Yeah, man. Cool. I'm into it. That camera just literally died. Damn. So I'm going to we'll pop up to the Logitech real quick. Okay. Goodbye. 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 Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming by, dude. Absolutely, man. Have a good day. You as well. And we're done. <laughs>